0: Chapter six of Captain Salt in Oz by Ruth Plumley Thompson This Librivox recording is in the public domain Chapter six A Little Wild Man Not yet, not yet, protested Samuel Salt, as Atto made a clumsy attempt to mount the hippopotamus. Why we've only just come, mate. We can't go without seeing these leopard men and this strange boy who speaks our language oh can't we drawing in his breath atto made a flying leap at nickaboo and this time managing an earhold pulled himself determinedly up on her moist slippery back "Goodbye, samuel said the king with a firm wave of his hand if you bring any leopard men back to the crescent moon you can discover yourself another cook no leopard men mine now Oh, you needn't worry about that," the hippopotamus closed one eye and smiled knowingly to herself. Thoroughly annoyed by the desertion of Atto and the superior grin of the river-horse, Samuel snatched a long rapier from his belt and glowered belligerently around him. "'Shiver, my timbers! You think I'm not strong enough nor smart enough to fight these savages? Uh, Where are these leopard-men?' roared the former pirate in such a reverberating voice the monkeys fled silently to the treetops and even roger put his head under his wing gone all gone exclaimed nickaboo as she started calmly down toward the river bank you mean there are no leopard men on this island now looking with horror and aversion at the crocodile infested river Atto began tugging at nickaboo's ear not so fast my good creature wait a moment my buxom lass perhaps i'll stay with sammy after all well just as you say with scarcely a pause in her stride the hippopotamus turned round and waddled amiably back to the strip of sand where samuel salt stood staring sternly into the jungle beyond that is a great disappointment to me mates sighed the captain of the crescent moon mournfully wringing out the lace ruffles of his cuffs to have taken a leopard man back to the court of oz would have been an achievement worth the whole voyage now that's where we're different murmured atto settling into a more comfortable position on the back of the river horse i myself would rather be disappointed than speared by a savage and i don't care how many leopard men i miss seeing Rather be spared than speared. Ha, ha, tee, hee, hee!" chuckled from sheer relief. "'Shall I fly back to the cabin for some more Oz-flags?' Roger flapped his wings inquiringly. "'If the leopard-men are really gone, then patrapani Island is ours without a spear thrown. "'That's so,' mused Samuel Salt, thrusting his rapier back into its sheath and beginning to show a little interest in the island itself." Fly ahead, my hearting. and bring back some ships, Biscuit," called Eto. All this diving and mud-turtling has left me weak as a fish, and while we're waiting for Roger, perhaps Nickaboo will tell us a little about these islanders. Were they little or big, black or brown? Yellow," answered the hippopotamus gravely. Big and yellow, with brown spots all over their hides. They had brown hair, mane and eyes, and rough, snarly voices. They used neither huts nor shelter, but roamed like the animals through the jungle, hunting, fishing, and fighting. They had hollowed out logs for use in the water, and last twig day, every leopard, man, woman, and child climbed into the long boats and paddled out to sea shortly afterward. Nickaboo's eyes grew round and shiny at the mere memory. Shortly afterward a great hurricane arose, and my family and I, watching from the mouth of the big and little river, saw the boats and men swept under the waves. Some of the logs floated back to the islands, but the leopard men and women we never saw again. Not even one! exclaimed Samuel, peevishly. Not even one! Nickaboo assured him solemnly, and, to tell the truth, the hippopotamus flashed a sudden and expansive sigh. It is much better and safer without them. The one problem is the boy, and I've been feeding him myself. Oh, yes, the boy who speaks our language, mused Samuel, still lost in bitter reflections of the leopard-men he should never see face to face. "'What have you been feeding him?' asked Otto, suspiciously. "'How would a hippopotamus know what to feed a boy?' "'I do the best I can,' said Nickaboo in a hurt voice. "'Every day I collect fresh roots, herbs, and grasses for him.' "'Roots, herbs, grasses? Oh, merciful mustard! A boy's being fed on roots, herbs, and grasses, Sammy. Did you ever hear of anything more ridiculous in your life?' "'No worse than spinach,' mumbled Samuel Salt. "'But say, look here.' The royal explorer of Oz raised his arm imperiously. "'What is a small boy doing on this island? "'How'd he get here in the first place, and where is he now?' "'Follow me,' directed Nickaboo, in a dignified voice. "'Follow me, and you shall know all.' As Roger appeared at that moment with the Oz flags and biscuits, the little procession immediately got under way, Atto calmly riding behind. On her many visits to the strange boy, Nickaboo had worn a path through the tangled growth of vines and bush. Tenuous trees dropped their branches over this path, and stretched out their gnarled roots to trip the unwary traveller. Several times Roger let out hoarse squeals, as a huge snake coiled along the limb of a tree, thrust out its ugly head gaudy flowers from the vines that closely entwined every tree filled the air with damp sleepy fragrance and samuel salt darting his eyes left and right held his blunderbuss ready for any savage beast that might spring upon them but the jungle creatures thinking the leopard men had returned slunk further and further into the green shadows, and without any mishaps or encounters, Nickaboo brought the explorers to a small clearing in the whispering tangle of green. Here they were suddenly confronted with a stoutly built cage, its bars constructed of saplings yet scarcely an inch apart. On a heap of grass in a corner of the cage crouched the lonely figure of a little boy clothed in a single leopard skin. "'Well, goose-wing my top-sails,' panted Samuel Salt, deceived at first by the leopard-skin. "'A little wild man, a leopard boy, as I'm a salt sea-sailor.' "'It's nothing of the kind,' Nickaboo contradicted him sharply. "'Can't you see he is white and his teeth as straight as your own, instead of tusks? He's not like the leopard-men at all.' "'But who put him in this cage? What's he done, and what's he doing here?' Slipping off Nickaboo's back, Atto pressed his face close to the bars of the strange prison. "'I am waiting for my people to come and rescue me,' stated the boy, rising with great dignity from his bed of grass Folding his arms, he looked haughtily out at the explorers. "'Who are these men, Nickaboo?' he inquired sternly. "'Why have you brought them here?' "'Because they seem friendly and speak your language. Huffed the hippopotamus, beaming lovingly at her little charge. Because I thought they might break these bars and set you free. They have a hollow log seventy times as large as the hollow logs of the leopard-men. In this they could easily carry you over the waters and back to your own people. I've tried to break this miserable hutch dozens of times," explained Nickaboo, turning to Samuel Salt. But the saplings are sunk so deep, I've been afraid I'd crush Tandy as well as the cage if I pushed too hard." "'Quite likely,' said Samuel Salt, rapping the bars with his knuckles. "'We'll have to fetch an axe from the ship. But who shut you up here, little lubber, and how long have you been prisoner on this island?' Five months and a half,' answered the boy, after consulting one of the bars in the corner of his cage. "'I've made a nick in this bar with my teeth for every day I've been here." well that's over now you poor child you Atto's voice shook with indignation as he looked in at the little boy whose every rib showed plainly under the skin in fact a heap of grass and dried roots in the cage made the kind-hearted monarch shudder with distaste and sympathy you shall come with us and eat like a king he promised nodding his head cheerfully and learn to be an able-bodied seaman to boot Instead of looking grateful or pleased, the boy whom the hippopotamus had called Tandy merely stood looking between the bars of his cage. "'Why should I go with you?' he said finally and wearily. "'You look wild and dangerous to me, and far worse than the leopard-men. Here at least I have Kobo to take care of me, and who knows what further perils and hardships I shall suffer at sea.' "'Ho, ho!' and how do you like that my lads roger rocked backward and forward on samuel's south shoulder the young one speaks truly if you could but see yourselves my hearties now both atto and samuel had forgotten their plunge in the river but with their hair and clothing still covered with mud and slime they looked the veriest rogues and rascals and while atto regarded himself with embarrassment and discomfiture Samuel took a quick step forward. "'So,' roared the great seaman angrily, "'so you don't trust, us, say. Eh? Well, stay here, if you wish, and grow up like a monkey. You look like a little wild man already.' "'Stop!' Nickaboo quivered all over with resentment. "'You must not call Tandy a wild man.' "'Don't mind,' the boy drew the leopard skin around him with quiet dignity. I can bear it. I have borne far worse. I can bear anything. I am a king, and the son of a king's son. Tell them to go away, Kobo." Now, 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 this is nothing but nonsense. Atto clapped his hands sharply. However we look, my young squab, you are in good and royal company. My mate here, Captain Salt is captain of the crescent moon, royal explorer of Oz, and a knight besides. I, though at present a ship's cook, am king of the octagon isle, and Roger here is as royal a reed bird as ever wagged a bill in the wing. If you say you are a king, we will have to believe you, though tis hardly credible." Atto stared with round eyes at the matted hair and dirty body of the little prisoner. If you say you are a king, we must believe you. But in return you must believe us, and stop all this hoity-toity talk and klishma clatter." "'He speaks the plain truth,' Nickaboo pressed her huge snout close to the bars. "'Even I can detect the signs of royalty in this fat and goodly person, whom I just this morning helped out of the river.' "'You must go with him, Tandy and they will carry you back to your own kingdom. But I tell you I'd rather stay here with you," wailed the little boy, relaxing a moment from his kingly and overbearing attitude. "'Roger, fetch the axe. Samuel Sout spoke so loudly and sternly Nickaboo lapsed into a shocked silence, and Tandy hastily drew back into a far corner of his cage never argue with a seagoing man whispered atto winking solemnly as roger flew off to obey samuel's order having settled the matter in his own mind samuel turned his back on tandy and began to examine with deep interest the fungus growth on one of the gnarled old trees so you really are a king leaning against the huge body of Nickaboo, atto folded his hands comfortably on his stomach and regarded the boy in the leopard skin earnestly. Now, what country do you hail from, and what do they call you at home? I am Tazander Taza of Ozamaland, announced the boy proudly. "The land of the creeping bird and flying reptile, Ozama Land on the long continent of Tarawa, is my home." Ozama Land!" shouted Samuel Salt, swinging round like a teetotum. So there really is such a place. I have always said so, Atto, but no one would believe me. Lies to the east of here doesn't it sunny, and it's twice as large as any known land bordering on the nonestic." Somewhat impressed to find that Samuel Salt knew something of his homeland, the little boy nodded. And do you suppose we could snare one of those creeping birds and flying reptiles if we managed to reach Ozamaland? Grasping the bars of the cage, Samuel peered anxiously into the young king's face. Do you suppose we could ever reach Ozamaland? sighed Tazander, returning Samuel's eager look with gloomy aloofness. Do you know that a ship has never touched our shores? Then the crescent moon shall be the first, cried Samuel Salt, snapping his fingers joyfully. "'Why, this will be tremendous, and the most momentous discovery in a thousand years! But how do you happen to be so far from Ozamaland Land yourself?' asked Samuel Salt, immediately afterward. "'Did you come by air or sea?' "'That I cannot tell,' Tazander seated himself soberly on a log, before he continued. "'One night I was sleeping soundly in my tower in the White City, next thing I remember I was here in this jungle. The leopard men, wild and savage as they were, fed me, when they remembered, on raw fish and chunks of hard bitter bread they made from the roots of the brema tree. But I could not understand their talk, nor they mine, and till Kobo found me a month after my imprisonment I had no one to talk to at all. But she has come every day to keep me company and try to set me free, and since the leopard men were drowned she has fed me too see through this little door Tasander opened a small door in the bars and stuck both hands through but how did you learn the language asked atto turning round to gaze up into nickaboo's huge face i don't know said nickaboo with an excited gulp i just started to say hello and instead of saying it in hippopotamy There I was talking a strange language, which I could understand as well as my own. And in this language Tandy answered me much to my delight and pleasure. Strange, very strange. Atto shook his head in a puzzled manner. Well, all I say is it was lucky for this little fellow that you happened along, and once we have him aboard he'll soon forget all the hardships and unpleasant experiences. "'I'll never forget Kobo,' said the young king, backing stiffly away from the outstretched arms of Atto. "'And Kobo'll never forget you,' sniffed the hippopotamus. The talk of the river-people seems dull and stupid since I've talked to Tandy. None of the herd really need me, and I don't know what I'm going to do—ho, ho, ho, ho!" Rocking from side to side, Nickaboo began to sob as if her heart would break. So violently, in fact, Samuel Salt covered both ears, and Atto, alarmed at the enormous grief of the gigantic beast, tried to put his arms around her. Here, here, begged the ship's cook, thumping her hard upon the back. Opening the bag of biscuits Roger had brought from the ship, Atto handed two to Tandy and began shoving the rest as fast as he could down the vast throat of the grief stricken hippopotamus. After each biscuit, Nickaboo choked and sobbed to herself, but on the whole they seemed to comfort her, and when the reed-bird finally returned with the axe she watched him almost cheerfully as Samuel Salt, with well-aimed blows, demolished Tandy's jungle cage. As the last side crashed down, and without giving Tandy time to argue any further, Samuel Salt seized the boy firmly in both arms and set him down on the back of the hippopotamus. Then, giving Atto a hand up behind him, the captain of the crescent moon sternly led the way to the edge of the island. Roger, waving an Oz flag, flew ahead, screaming defiantly to the monkeys and parrots that infested the island. Way, way, way for the royal discoverer of Oz! Way for the king of the octagon isle! Way for Nickaboo, little daughter of the biggin' little river people! Way for Tazander Taza! King and son of a king's son, Way, away! End of Chapter 6.